the mile rate. Thanks to Australasia's best harness action at thetrots.com.au, where you can watch every race live and free on Trots Vision. And good morning, everyone, and welcome uh, to the mile rate. We're going to have a look back at uh, the uh, Geelong card. The Metropolitan card uh, was at uh, Geelong uh, last night. Um, as I welcome in, uh, welcome in Rob Orber this morning. Uh, good morning and happy Father's Day, Rob. Yeah, happy Father's Day to you, uh, Dan, and uh, to your uh, lovely girls and to uh, all the fathers out there in the harness racing world and anywhere else. Uh, happy Father's Day. Hopefully you're all getting spoiled. Absolutely. Uh, eggs and bacon to come uh, at some stage through the morning for, for all the dads. Um, Rob, a story emanating out of uh, Adelaide last night. Before we get into the Geelong card, um, the wrong horse. Uh, there was a mix-up with horses at Globe Derby last night, and uh, the Shane Loon trained runners, um, well, they were the wrong way round. A horse that uh, raced under Jake's sports rider in race number five wasn't Jake's sports rider at all. It was actually Let's Get Shorty, as was found out later. Uh, and Jake's sports rider was subsequently disqualified from that race. It finished out of the placings. Uh, and then, of course, uh, the horse that was Let's Got Shorty, who was the race in seven, was then uh, uh, scratched. So we've got some audio from uh, our race caller, Jim Jakes, on the evening to, uh, to explain what actually happened. Um, let's get short. He was a late scratchy in the previous event, and there's a fair bit behind the scenes behind that. Jake Sportrider, who went around in race five, actually was... Uh Let's get shorty. So the stewards uh, realise that uh, they've approached the uh, the stable of Shane Loon. Shane's not here tonight, and they've spoken with the stable representatives and uh, basically uh, held inquiries and got evidence from different people. But purely and simply, Jake Sport Rider in race five was actually inadvertently uh, put in the sulky by the Loon team to be let's get shorty. So. That uh, horse in race five, Jake Sport Rider, uh, is disqualified. Let's get shorty, therefore, was a late scratchy in race seven because it already raced tonight, and plus there was uh, that what we spoke about. So uh, Graham Locke has said that uh, Shane Loon will be available, and they may, uh, they'll probably go through the inquiry. Maybe Wednesday might be the, the plan of attack, but uh, just uh, purely and simply, let's get Geordie a late scratchy in the previous, and Jake Sport Rider disqualified from race five for any placing there. Well, it's not the first time I've heard something like that, but it's something that doesn't happen too often. Uh, and Rob, uh, obviously the explanation that uh, the trainer Shane Loon wasn't there on the night, that sort of you know, opens it up a little bit now and makes a little bit more sense because Shane did have three horses in that particular race, but um, the stable person or responsible of taking the horses to the track has, has got them mixed up. But, of course, even beyond that, there is a person that's usually one of the stewards that, that is supposed to be checking the brands when the horses come uh, into the parade ring. And obviously it's uh, gone through that net uh, as well, but an inquiry has been adjourned. Yeah, look, I'm not sure I can add any more to it. Uh, it's just an unfortunate situation for, uh, well, there's probably a few unfortunate situations. If you back Jake Sportsrider thinking it was Jake Sportsrider, it wasn't. Uh, it was in the breeze and it dropped out uh, pretty much around the 400 metre mark and finished uh, last in the race. So uh, the uh, the punter's money started 12 to 1, uh, went down the drain. And, and if you uh, like, let's get short in race seven, you didn't get a chance to bag it because it didn't go around. No, that's right. It's uh, The horse gets disqualified and punters don't get their money back, so there's got to be an area there that's got to be fixed up, I think. I, I think 
that is is totally unfair. So there might be some more news to come out of that during the course of the week. Uh, Geelong last night, uh, doubles to Taylor French. She bookended the card. She won the first race and she won the last race. And uh, Brent Lilly and Chris Elford combined uh, for a double. Uh, the first race we're going to have a look at is uh, the second leg of that double for Brent Lee and Chris Holford. And it was a phenomenal performance by I Cast No Shadow, who came from last in the run and defeated the shortest-priced favourite for the night in Tango Tara. Third spot, loving a Chevy's made ground. I cast no shadows, run on. Into the straight, though. The leader is the favourite. It's Tango Tara getting five metres in front. I cast no shadow, runs on down the outside. Tango Tara clear. I cast no shadows, getting home hard out wide and getting close. Tango Tara grabbed by a cast no shadow who got up. He got up right on the line. I cast no shadow and beat the short price favourite. In Tango Tara, they've raced right away from the others. A good line up for third, which included B major threat assassin he had a good chance if if the race was under suit because you only can drive him one way and uh had to come out on his own at the half and he sort of felt a bit flat but as soon as um loving a chevy come out in front of him he grabbed right up on the bit and traveled well and always thought he had the leader in his sights the leader did straighten with a handy lead though chris uh, yeah, it did, but it has a tendency to knock off a little bit sometimes as well so i was always confident that he was going to run it down it was a big win, Rob. Um, that was John Dunn interviewing Chris Alford after the win of race uh, five. Uh, John Dunn and Steve Cleave on Trot's Vision uh, last night. But, wow, I cast no shadow. I, I think it had to be the win of the night to come from where he did in the run. They were running time, a quick last half mile. And, uh, gee, he's, uh, he's back in a big way. I cast no shadow. Yeah, some big performances last night. He was certainly one of them. A terrific uh, horse. He, he's had a lot of racing in recent times, which has probably hardened him up. I, I think he was probably mm. a few points uh, times he looked a little bit on the soft side, not with that explosive speed at the finish of the race. But last night, he was outstanding. Uh, they went a mile rate of 157.3, uh, 31.2, 30.3, and 27.6 home. Tango Tara popped around into the breeze, looked to have the race in control, but was run down by Icast No Shadow, loving the Chevy made up ground for third. B major threat. I think we spoke about this horse a couple of weeks ago. Is going pretty well. Nice effort again last night. Uh, Assassinator. Uh, he will be winning somewhere soon, uh, Danny. Uh, he's just not having uh, the right barrier draws to get him in the right spot, but he, he's going okay. So, look, it was a really good race. Uh, if I was, was following one out of the race, I'd still be looking at a horse like Assassinator. I think there's some value uh, to be uh, found with him at some stage when he gets the right barrier draw. Race uh, six, Rob, and we were speaking about Globe Derby before. Well, Brantley had built up a, a picket fence in South Australia and also a win there in Mildura as well and started a hundred to one to take out race six. We dash up the straight, blue chip delight in front. He's two metres clear. The outside equity stride. In behind them was Monjana. Then came Woodjamine, Yankee Gold. Blue chip delight in front. Uh, Monjana coming through. Brantley runs on equity strides, picking up as well. Monjana coming through with Brantley. Brantley, the inside, gets the run. And Brantley, the South Australian with a picket fence forms, got through to win it. From Monjana and a good line-up with blue chip delight equity stride. Uh, just go three fence and just pray uh, we get a gap going into the sprint lane, which had happened. So the, they answered our prayers tonight, thank God. You must have been going to church lately, Skippy, is it right? Yeah, I'm a little Christian boy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, did Aaron really seriously give Brantley a chance at the $71? 
He he gave him a strong push to come top three. Um, even like when the draws come out, like on paper, he's just only get a lovely trip, three fence um, behind the favourite and and Beck's horse. So he was always going to be in a lovely posse. Uh, didn't expect him to brush home that quick when they went 30 off the back. So he done a great job anyway. This horse has now won nine of his last 11 starts, which also it makes you scratch your head even more as to why he started uh, 100 to 1. So people obviously ignoring uh, his good form, Rob. Yeah, look, I, I suppose uh, well done to him. Uh, we've seen plenty of South Australians come across to uh, Victorian win. Probably hasn't been happening uh, in recent times, but uh, well done to Aaron Bain and, and Alex Ashwood. They have a really good affinity uh, between the two of them. And Brantley, as you mentioned, um, got into uh, a nice soft spot and was able to get through along the inside. Monjana sat behind the leader, but just uh, was run down by the horse behind him in Brantley along the sprint lane. Blue Chip Delight, who started favourite in the race, uh, was able to lead. Appeared to have his chance, but he was first up. Uh, Equity Stride, another horse that was second up for Shane Sanderson. Again, I think he's still a little bit on the soft side. I thought his run was really good. I thought he was on the, the winner on the home turn. Diamond Party was climbing over their backs. Really nice run for Joey Pace. Would your mind had no luck for Julie Douglas. It was also climbing over their backs. And horses like Yankee Gold, Hugo Rocks were all good. They went a mile rate of 159.5. It was run at even tempo, 30.8, 31.4, And they came home in 27.5. But all honest to Brantley, knocked me out at a quaddy and probably knocked plenty others out as well. Yeah, I don't think you were Robinson Crusoe there. Um, Rob, the seventh event was the Tab Minuteman free-for-all. This is one of the highlights of the night. We saw the return of uh, Wolf Stride, but also uh, Western Sonyador, who hadn't raced for a month either. Wolfstride's about to come four wide and he's letting down with his run. Off the back in 28-5 for the third quarter. It's Western Sonyador in front. Wolfstride, the widest runners, hitting top gear now, though. Right down the outside, Western Sonyador, the leader. Wolfstride's out wider. Silent Major gets out. It's Western Sonyador in front, though. Western Sonyador holding them all at bay and Western Sonyador wins it and beats Silent Major, a much-improved run and Wolfstride. Good line up for fourth. With over on the inside, better be the bomb. I probably didn't see him until really um, halfway up the straight. I could see one coming out wide. Um, um, my guy was still travelling pretty good, and, uh, and I know he's probably a better horse in front, so I knew he'd keep kicking. Congratulations, Beck. Steve Cleave here. It uh, looked very sharp tonight, very impressive. Yeah, he was really good. Um, you know, we brought him here tonight just to sharpen him up for next week, and um, just give him the blowout, and uh, you know he handled it really well. Yeah. That said, uh, winning driver Beck Bartley and co-trainer there. She's talking about next week, Rob. There's a hundred thousand dollar race, the Caduceus Classic, which will be run the Victoria Harness Racing Club sponsored but Caduceus Classic run at Bendigo and Western Sonyador will line up there. And also plans are uh, to go to the Victoria Cup, which is uh, only six weeks away. And, and in fact, only five weeks away. And of course, further on to the season end, um, Western Sonyador will be heading up to uh, Sydney for the Inner Dominion. So a big few months ahead of the winner of that uh, free-for-all last night, Western Sonyador. 
Yeah, look, and um, well done. I've got to give a mention to Stephen Bell here. He's worked uh, with the Victorian Harness Racing Club to establish this uh, $100,000 sprint race as part of our uh, calendar. So we've got the, the, the $100,000 VHRC Caduceus uh, Group 1 race uh, next week. And then, as you mentioned, we lead into the Victoria Cup and then obviously the Hunter Cup being uh, the, the big one in, in February. It could be a nice uh, triple bonus somewhere down the track where it's a sprint race, middle distance and a staying race. And, um, yeah, well done to Stephen Bell working with the VHRC to get that race up next week. And Western Sonidor, fantastic last night. He was able to lead and uh, he was too good. 156.8 mile rate, 28.6 and 27.9 home. Silent Major got a softer trip last night and finished off well. Uh, he'll only keep improving. Wolf Stride first up, terrific, hit the line well. Torrance 8 was outstanding. He had no luck yeah, what whatsoever. A big run. Oh, he was huge. He he was absolutely huge, flying at the moment. Better beat a bomb was three back. The pegs ran on well. Bernie Winkle was climbing over their backs yeah. as well. He was an eye-catching run. So it was, a, it was a really good race. They're good horses. They all went well. But, look, Torrid Saint really caught the eye. But Wolf Stride's the one that's got the, the huge upside to it still. And uh, race number eight, it closed out the quaddy legs. And uh, majestuoso. so it had been a pretty frustrating night for Andy and Kate Gath until... Uh, he showed his class in the high-gain Melton free-for-all. Well now, under pressure, McLovin. Sundance Courage has coiled up, awaiting the run. And then Maori Law, who gets going. Majestuoso will follow it home as they hit off the back. Red Hot Tooth held together. Travels well to the turn. Right behind it, Sundance Courage. Then out wider, Maori Law and Majestuoso let down. Phillips goes for home now on the mare, Red Hot Tooth. Third quarter, 29-7. Majestuoso's on the scene now, though. Majestuoso lets down strongly. Ripped up to hit the front of Majestuoso's coming away. Majestuoso a big winner. A photo for the miners between Red Hot Tooth and the eye catcher, nephew of Sunoco, driven cold and it flat. Yeah, he did and he was entitled to, you know, for the horse that he is. So, um, you know, it was good that he was able to do that. But like I said, so he should have. Yeah, well done, Kate. Uh, it's been a little bit of a frustrating night. It looked like you had a bit of a sigh of relief going over the line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get those nights sometimes, don't you? And um, But, you know, Tango Tara had his chance and and, uh, and just didn't win. So, um, yeah, it just happens sometimes. Yeah. And that was Kate Gath, uh, Majestuoso. It's also a Group 1 trotting race, a $50,000 the Opus Group Os. Australasian Trotting Championship to be run next week. I'm not sure if Majestuoso is going to head that way, but in the form he's in at the moment, he could probably conquer anything. That was a brilliant performance. Yeah, look, he's an outstanding horse, and that was an outstanding win. He came from well back. I thought uh, Red Hot Tooth looked the winner going off the back. She had a pretty good run out in the lead, 29-8, 31-2, 8 and 29-6. She was perfectly rated by Zach Phillips, but just beaten by a much better horse, Majestuoso. He's on the up. He's a five-year-old, and well done to Andy and Kate. Uh, Red Hot Tooth, the old uh, mare, she ran an honest race for Kari, and Kari Males and Zach Phillips. Nephew of Sunoco, terrific run. Savage line with Ross Graham in the sulky last night. Mary Law was uh, was good but uh, yeah look all honest to Majestuoso uh, clearly the, uh, the horse to continue to follow I think there's more there's some group one victories coming up his way no doubt first on the card it was taken out by Azra in fact the first couple of races it was uh, barrier number one but utilising the sprint lane and Taylor Friends the first of a double she bookended the card she won the first and the last 
Yeah, terrific uh, win by As He's been going well. He sort of didn't have to burn out of the gate as much last night. It wasn't uh, a really huge uh, fast front line where Blaster Ranger was able to come across and lead and he enjoyed a good trip behind it and um, was able to finish off uh, in a mile rate of 154.8. So it was a good effort. 27.5 first quarter, 30.5, 28 and 28.8 home. Uh, Stingray Tara was honest. He had a nice run, ran into it well. Pocket of deal, snuck up along the pegs to run third. Blaster Ranger... Blaster Ranger is a horse to follow. Uh, he was second up last night. Uh, he'll only keep getting fitter. I thought his run was terrific. Uh, I'm Shadow Boxer hit the line nicely. Uh, probably had it stayed to the pegs. It, it might have run even second in that race. Uh, let's rock, let's roll. Uh, did its uh, fair share of work. Uh, Heavenly Loxley ran on okay. But uh, look, probably the horse to follow out of that race for mine is Blaster Ranger. And I think I'm Shadow Boxer will win one sometime soon. A jewel on the crown. She's been going well and got the right run last night to take out race two. Patty Lee and Jason Lee, the driver. Yeah, look, we've been talking about her for a while now that she's been going well, and last night it worked out really well for her. She led early, handed up to Norkey, had a good trip, and uh, finished off uh, strongly to win a mile rate of 158-1, 28-8-31, and 29-2, so it was a pretty even-type quarters. Norkey battled on well into second spot after finding the front. Powder keg, really good run. Uh, got uh, into a little bit of uh, interference uh, around the 400 metre mark uh, when uh, uh, who was the one that galloped there? Uh, Gunning gro- broke up and, and Powder keg uh, hit the line really strongly. So did I'm, I Am Pegasus. Really nice effort. Was off the track, ran all well. And Imperial Weir zigzags who battled on. 158 one mile rate. Horses to follow out of the race. Definitely Powder keg and definitely I Am Pegasus. Chizzy took out the third lid all the way, got challenged in the uh, first few hundred metres, but uh, he was just much too good. It was a dominant win. Yeah, look, uh, he was another black book in recent times. He's a nice horse, and uh, he was able to find a front. Ryan Sanderson's had a terrific uh, week. He's driving in terrific form. I think he did get a little bit of a suspension the other day at at, uh, Mildura, which I'm not sure whether he's appealing or going to be on the sidelines for a a few weeks. But he's uh, a a very talented young man, Ryan, and a terrific drive on Chizzy. He found the lead. He just kept rolling along at solid quarters, 31-1, 31-8, 29-3, 29-1. Made it hard for anything back in the field. Swiss Miss, first up from a little break, popped around to the breeze, battled on really nicely to second spot. Uh, Patch was behind the leader, had its chance. Scruffy Doolan made up a bit of ground. Uh, the rest of them were all safely held. R- really nothing had much chance to make ground from back in the field. But uh, Chizzy, uh, certainly I think there's more wins in store for, uh, for Jason McNulty. He's doing a really good job with his team. Race four, good bunch of three-year-old trotters, but Queen Alida uh, was able to lead and dictate Chris Alford, first leg of a double, and, and also a training, first leg of a training double for Brent Lilly. Quality three-year-old filly. Yeah, it was a really good race with some really good performances here, but Queen Alida was able to find the top 37.9 lead time, 31.9, 30.7, and then they started to really dash home, 28.7 and 28.6, which made it hard for horses back in the field. But she was very good. We know she's a quality filly. Uh, well done to Brent Lilly, doing a terrific job. Chris Elford, the winning driver. Keying Ninja, a uh, really nice run. Uh, got it. Got into a good, good spot. Was out three wide, hit the line really strongly. He'll only keep him improving from that performance. We know he's a very talented horse. Loxley Lover, we spoke about this horse only a week or two ago. Um, he's obviously still got a lot of immaturity about him. He, he looks an immature horse, still not trotting as fluently as you'd like to see. What you do know, he's got 
plenty of ability and she just got to just continue to get a bit stronger and, and mature more but she's got a really good future about her Loxley love a lovely horse and uh, Kai Valley Hacienda made up ground who's the man didn't really let down at the finishes I think you even mentioned it in the call Dan but look all honest to Queen Alita two horses to follow here definitely Kiang Ninja and Loxley Lover the that's uh, got plenty of upside to this horse Oh, well done to Damien Burns. Got a good win out of Mornings as as trainer and James Herbertson as the driver. It was a lovely drive by James. He contested the early lead with the mare and uh, had to snag all the way back to last. But, gee, she was brilliant. Finished like she just joined in at the top of the straight. Yeah, it was one of those races. I think, uh, not sure where to watch. There was a little bit of action in the race. Uh, obviously, uh, Keying Shady at the start of the race kept pushing through to uh, hold the front after it looked like it was going to get crossed. But that sort of gave horses, uh, I suppose it just made the, the shuffle up a little bit more differently where m- some people may have expected Village Voice got behind the leader uh, Mornings, as you mentioned was in between runners, uh, She Will Rock was going to win the race off field was in a 1-1, popped out uh, 3 wide, could have brought up nearly a treble for Taylor French, she drove it an absolute treat and once she straightened up, She Will Rock for some reason just broke, I think it just looked like a crossfire I'm not sure what it did there, uh, watching the replay and um, as a result she galloped and Mornings who was sort of in behind the horses was able to just uh, miss the interference on the home turn and hit the line really strongly, I think it was Damien Burns' biggest win as a trainer, I just sort of read on the uh, Harness on the Harness uh, website so well done to Dame, it was a $30,000 race and uh, she got the money from Final Peace who ran on well it's major surprise, uh, we'll only keep getting fitter, it was a nice effort, Village Voice had its chance, Lara J McRae saved up ground along the inside and uh, Keying Shady behind her, but look I think she will rocks the horse to follow, I think she probably was going to win the race, I'm not sure why she galloped and Manta D uh, ended up uh, with its uh, sulky contact that carried a flat tyre and Mornings also pulled up um, needing uh, and being stood down uh, per a vet certificate for uh, seven days after a win, and it was a big win indeed, and a terrific drive from James Herberts. And the last on the card, it was a long night for Taylor French, but it was a rewarding one. She uh, got the prize on the Carson Miller train, Chapter 1. It was the first win uh, for Carson, a horse that he had claimed from New South Wales. Yeah, well done to uh, Carson Miller, and well done. I think uh, you gave it a bit of a push too on Greenlight on Danny at, uh, at pretty big odds. And uh, Chapter One was able to find the top, handed up to the lead to uh, White Flynn. Had a really good trip in the run. Junior Brown got into a good spot early in the one out, one back, and then uh, popped around to the breeze and uh, tried to uh, take the sting out of what a, f- a White Flynn found in the front. Looked like it was going to uh, win the race in Chapter 1, save ground along the sprint lane to Nabbit right on the line. They went a mile rate of 156, and uh, well done to Carson Miller. We've seen him get some horses of this nature in the past and, and turn them into uh, reasonable horses where he gets a few wins out of them and he's been able to do that with Chapter 1 and as you mentioned Taylor French bringing up a double Junior Brown continues to race well nice effort again last night, River Patrol hit the line really well for Michelle Phillips and so did Belle of Brooklyn for Taylor Ford, uh, Taylor doing a good job with her team, White Flynn uh, found the front, uh, just wasn't good enough at the finish I think he just needs to be driven just cold with a sit Seems to go best that way 156 mile rate, they went 27.3, 29.9, 29.4 and 29.4 again home And uh, out of the race uh, to follow uh, Look, I think Bell of Brooklyn will be winning one somewhere soon 
And uh, Bounty and Bucked in the early part and broke. It was detached from the field, actually, and beat it, beating a couple of home in the race, but it was put on its last chance to race uh, truly. So a really good night of action at uh, Geelong last night. Uh, Bendigo, the venue next Saturday night, as I said, with two Group 1s on the card. So it'll be a terrific program. The Group 1 Victoria Harness Racing Caduceus Club uh, Classic is the uh, feature on that card next Saturday night. So until then, uh, Rob, we've got Shepherd and the Harness Racing uh, the, today in Harness. Um, so happy Father's Day and... Happy Harnessing and it's the VHRC Super Bonus Meeting at Shepparton today. So all the best, everyone.